You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com, here for a very spooky Halloween episode of Hog Sports Live. Got a lot to talk about today, obviously, with Arkansas's 41-27 win over the Auburn Tigers. We'll look back at that a little bit, look ahead to this weekend's matchup against the Liberty Flames, and we're going to talk to Andrew Ellis about things going on with Razorback Sports, and Danny West is going to chime in to, to talk a little recruiting, all that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't followed the page yet, become one of 90,000 Razorback fans to do so. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Throw us a thumbs up or like on both of those channels. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have that five-star review from you if you haven't done so already. Throw us a review. Throw us some information about what you like about the show. Let other people know what to expect. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. And of course, Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month or 30% off for your first year at hawgsports.com. Go sign up. It's a great time to sign up. Arkansas football is rolling right now. Basketball team got a little bit of a reality check maybe, maybe one that they needed. We'll talk about all that. Let's get to uh, Sam Pittman first. We'll see what Sam Pittman had to say real quick. Uh, uh, This is the first question I asked him, I guess, at the press conference today. And it's not available for some reason. I don't know why. But it's not coming up. Okay. Well, we'll get to some of those things. The first glitch in the show. Auburn has fired Brian Harson following Arkansas's win. Not unexpected. A little bit surprised that it took this long, actually. I don't know what the benefit is necessarily of firing him right now versus later, but I guess you get a head, a head start on the coaching search. But uh, not a terrible surprise that he was fired at some point this season. I mean, some may have thought it would happen earlier, but uh, they've got a lot of problems at Auburn. Obviously, they got players leaving the program. They have a lot of quarterback in, in, uh, instability, and that's – a major reason for some of the issues that they're having there. I think it's a little bit ironic now that Arkansas is probably facing maybe the number one candidate in Hugh Freeze. Maybe the number one candidate for the job. A lot of people say Lane Kiffin also. I don't know. Did Hugh Freeze get blackballed from the SEC? There's a lot of talk about that with uh, with Bobby Petrino when he got fired at Arkansas, that he was unhirable in the SEC, uh, uh, you know, a shadow blackball or whatever. I'm reminded, though, when I think about Hugh Freeze, I remember when I was at uh, his last SEC media days, and I'm watching him up at the podium, and he's redefining the word integrity. This is after all the stuff started coming out about him. Uh, He's redefining uh, the word integrity. I think right after this, actually, is when 
Houston Nutt sued him. That, that was announced maybe right before he went up and spoke. And then they started going through the phone records and they found uh, they found what was linked, I guess, to a female escort service. Uh, but I just found it interesting. He was talking about integrity, all that, and then all that stuff comes out right after. And I'm also rem- I remember this is one of the funniest things. For, some of you guys remember Bo Mattingly show. Obviously, they do Hogs Plus stuff now. Sawyer Radler was one of the guys on there, and Sawyer would always do these like these fake TV things. Like, um, did you know that? You know, like you do it in the in the TV voice or in the, in the movie preview voice, but for this one, this was too good. I mean, th- I've laughed hard. I don't know if I've ever laughed harder <laughs> over something than this. But Sawyer gets on there and he goes, "What if I told you integrity was the name of a female escort?" Man, I was dying. I mean, bravo, Sawyer. <laughs> that was that was one of your best efforts. Still tearing up a little bit thinking about it. Kickoff time for Arkansas and LSU has been announced. It's 11 o'clock. That kind of sucks. It's on CBS, so that's good. It's on CBS, I guess. But 11 o'clock, I mean, you get the 3 o'clock game this week. SEC Network, it's 3 o'clock. Arkansas is a 13.5-point favorite, by the way, over a team ranked in the top 25, oddly. But Arkansas is a 13.5-point favorite. I think it may have opened at 14 and a half. Uh, but it's a 3 o'clock game. That's not a bad game for recruits as far as that kind of stuff goes. It's plenty of time for recruits to come in from far away and get home if they need to that night and they don't have to stay where they can stay and hang out with the coaches and stuff. But uh, that's a 3 o'clock. But the LSU game in 12 days in Razorback Stadium is 11 a.m. on CBS. We'll see what the Ole Miss game is, I guess, next week. Hopefully that will be a night game. Obviously you're hoping for a night game. It has been – it will have been what five weeks? It'll be have been five weeks almost since uh, between home games for Arkansas when this one kicks off on November fifth. The last one was Alabama on October first. Man, I hate this news right here. Dominic Johnson out for the season with a knee injury. You feel for guy. I mean, you feel for anybody that gets hurt, but especially guys that keep getting hurt. It's the same knee, just cutting on air. wasn't hit or anything like that. But tore his ACL. Sam Pittman, if you may, you may remember. Uh, at the press conference after the Auburn game, said he wanted to wait and talk about that after, uh, well, on Monday. So I hate that for Dominic. The good news is that he has not played four games, so he can redshirt medically, be fine to get that back. But that sucks. Everybody knows I'm a big Dominic Johnson fan. I don't feel like he gets quite the love that he needs. And other injury news, Malik Chavis is going to be back this week. They expect to get him back at practice today, but that was kind of a Friday deal where they found out that he wasn't going to be available. It sounds like Hudson Clark is going to stay at uh, at safety. Now, Hudson worked safety and corner, moved back and forth in the game, safety and corner. If they were in a four-man front, then he was at corner. If they were in a three-man front, then he was at safety, and they brought in uh, Kari Johnson, who also came back. Injury, but with Chavis coming back, am I saying it right? Crap, I'm not. Chavis, Chavis coming back. Man, I have a hard time with that name. With Chavis coming back, uh, we're expecting maybe they leave Hudson uh, at safety, and also maybe for the future bulk him up a little bit and keep him there. Raheem Sanders and Reed Bauer take home SEC Weekly awards. 
Raheem Sanders named co-offensive player of the week. Deserved. 16 carries, 171 yards. Pushed him past 1,000 rushing yards for the season. Tied Madre Hill's record for fastest player at Arkansas to reach 1,000 yards. Averaged 10.7 yards per carry. Very deserving. Now, I do think that Reed Bauer should be the starting punter. Had that 78-yard punt. That was great. But he also had a 24-yard punt and a 27-yard punt. And I'm not so sure that this is necessarily warranted. It must have been a really bad day on special teams across the SEC. And maybe you just glance at it and you say, oh, 78-yard punt. Let's get him. Let's put him on there. But he had two other really bad punts. And I don't think the first one resulted in points, but I believe the second one did. And they still scored on that 78-yarder. I'm going to get to some stuff on this, but on that 41-yard run, so they had the 34-yard run on that play and the uh, the 38-yard, yeah, 34-yard run by Robbie Ashford and then a 41-yard touchdown run by Tank Bixby. Anybody who goes back and watches that, watch the point of attack on this. You've got Zach Williams being held by the left tackle, like can't get away. So this side is open. I mean, he's trying to pull it, get away from him. Somebody told me there were other holes, but that was the ones I noticed. And then right right when uh, Dwight McLaughlin's breaking down to make a tackle, right when he's breaking down to make the tackle, he just gets hammered in the back. Like, of course it's a wide open running lane. You got one guy getting held, and you got the other guy getting ready to make the tackle and just get shoved in the back. It was so bla- – I could not believe how blatant it was when I went back and watched it. And you might have missed it because if on the replay, if you remember, you couldn't see it because the video skipped and it, like, kind of froze. And then the next thing you know, he's off to the races. Like, no evidence. But it was – I was saying, like, during – I was like, that was one of the most disappointing things about the game, you know, aside from a slow start and stuff like that. Didn't come out really fast in the second half either. But um, that drive right there was one of the more disappointing things. And, uh, man, blatant holding. Blatant holding. Uncalled. But congratulations to Rocket and Reed. I'm sure Reed maybe deserved it some other time and didn't get it. But uh, I'm surprised Rocket got fast, uh, got caught from behind, but it is a long run. Rocket's fast. I'll tell you what else is fast. Ozark's Go. Ozark's Go is super fast. In fact, you can get 1,000 megabits per second up and down, upload speed and download speed. I, use, I upload a lot of stuff, so that 1,000 megabits per second is great for me. You know, as far as watching television and stuff like that, it's almost instant. I've had 100% uptime. I've never had a problem with Ozarks Go. Really appreciate them. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, to find out more about Ozarks Go. Ozarksgo.net slash hog to find out more. You can also reach them at 479-684-4900. But if you want to find out if they're available in your area, so think northwest Arkansas, north of the tunnel, if you get an Ozarks electric bill, you're going to be able to get these guys. Think Northeast Oklahoma. Those are the areas. And if they're not available in your area, you can let them know. Go to that site, ozarksgo.net slash hog, and you can let them know that we want you in our area. But super pleased with them. I've had a lot of internet services over the years, and Ozarks Go, creme de la creme. Uh, Arkansas and Texas, 90 to 60. Was it a blessing in disguise a little bit? I mean, you go on the road. They've got a you know veteran team. They're ranked 16th, I think, nationally. Uh, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this game because Curtis Wilkerson has it covered. And I'm going to point like this for a while, so I'll know to 
put it on the video on YouTube when I go back and add it. Uh, but I'm going to leave the link in the description of Curtis's on-site live reaction uh, to the Arkansas's performance against Texas. So he has his own separate YouTube show. You guys may have heard Curtis on here before, um, but uh, Curtis has his own separate YouTube channel called Hog Hoops Live. Okay, so a little bit different. Same, very similar setup as this one. Uh, just gets on there and talks Razorback basketball primarily. Uh, same Apple Podcast channel, same Facebook page different YouTube channel. So go to the YouTube channel and check them out. Subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. But uh, go to Hog, H-A-W-G, Hoops Live to find out, um, to find Curtis's channel. Does a great job. College football playoff ranking projections coming out soon. Tuesday? Is that Tuesday that comes out, the first ones? Could possibly have Arkansas in there. I don't think they will in this one, but maybe if they beat Liberty, who's projected to be 24th at 7-1. and one. I'm going to go ahead and fast forward to the end here. Ole Miss is ninth. This is not official. This are, these are projections, okay? So the top 10, UCLA 10, Ole Miss 9, Oregon 8, Alabama 7. Really? Michigan 6, Clemson 5. TCU four, eight and no TCU. Georgia three, Ohio State two, Tennessee balls number one. Had another impressive performance. What did they win like forty four to? I mean, they, they beat the hell out of Kentucky. Anyway, those are projections. Those are not official. Now. This is also a projection. Predicting college basketball, all freshman teeth for each Power Six conference. This is on 24-7 Sports by our man Isaac Trotter. Has Nick Smith and Anthony Black in there. By the way, Duncanville, Anthony Black's high school, was stripped of their state championship because Anthony Black was ruled ineligible. Ridiculous. They just That was just announced. Go win a national championship, Anthony. Arkansas has got a lot of lot to work on with basketball, but I'm not so sure, like most of you probably think, maybe that was maybe a little dose of, hey, this is what it's like in real college basketball. Arkansas has got a high ceiling. Now, if you can remember last year, last year they went to the Elite Eight and they almost lost to a Division II team in an exhibition. Betting lines released, we talked about that, 13-and-a-half uh, for Arkansas. Do you like do you like Arkansas on this one? I mean, when do you see a top 25 team go to an unranked team and be a two-touchdown underdog? It doesn't happen very often. I'm going to get through this real quick. Um, I mentioned a bad first-half start for Arkansas. You had the sack for minus 13. You, I, you ended up in second and 18. You had a 24-yard punt, 27-yard punt. They ended up at the Auburn 49-yard line. The defense stood tall, forced a field goal. They missed it. Um, and then, you know, second drive was also not very good. Fumbled by Jaden Hazelwood. So, not a very good start for Arkansas. Got to get off to a faster start. Uh, I didn't think they had a very good start um, in the second half also. Didn't even get the ball until the 8.35 mark of the third quarter. False start right off the bat. Sack for minus three. 
Then you're in second and 18. Okay, that's where I was confused. Then you're in second and 18. Television had it second and 13. But regrouped, obviously, on that one and ended up scoring a touchdown on a 12-yard pass to Hazelwood. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first red zone opportunity, I'm not so sure that Arkansas got in, but I didn't see really an angle to say that they didn't. But the referee, the line judge, was right there on it, so I guess he knew. But I'm not so sure he got in. However, what I will say about that, I like that Arkansas was in first and eight and ran four plays because – or excuse me, ran three plays, but ran ran the ball each time. And the reason I like that is because you're facing the worst run defense in the SEC. You've got – you've got to average two yards a carry over four carries to get into the end zone. I like your chances on that. So why waste a passing play there? when you're inside. So, I like that they ran the ball three times. If they hadn't have gotten it there, it would have been fourth and inches, and they're probably going to get in the next time if they don't do something cute. So, they had that 29-yard completion to Warren Thompson and then ran it three straight times and scored. The second K.J. Jefferson rushing touchdown was absolutely incredible. What I liked about that, too – the play before, so there was a play in between where there was a penalty, but the play before, Zion Puckett had a great form tackle on K.J. and took him to the ground. And then you had the, the penalty play, and then the next play is a 13-yard run by K.J. where he shoved Zion Puckett to the ground. I mean, like, su- super highlight. I mean, it was, uh, it was impressive. So first he shoves off Derek Hall who goes 6'3", 256. Then he plants Puckett to the ground, who goes 6'2", 227. And then he drags Owen Popo on his back into the end zone, who goes 6'1", 225. That put Arkansas up 13-3 with 10-27 to play in the half. I mentioned what they were doing with the defensive lineman. Now, this was different, and I meant to ask Sam Pittman about this, but I forgot. But they had Eric Gregory starting as the right end, and then they had Landon Jackson starting as the left end. And then they had Terry Hampton and Isaiah Nichols on the interior. So that's a little bit different than what they've done in the past. So a little bit of a shakeup there. It had been pretty much Zach Williams on the right side uh, starting. And so a little bit bigger up front than I mentioned that they were like moving Hudson Clark from corner to nickel and back and forth. I like my smoke, my skeleton. This is all my wife's handiwork. She's a big Halloween fan. Probably her favorite holiday. 
I talked a little bit about the holding and the block in, back, block in the back. Arkansas only had 70 rushing yards in the first half, which is 30% of their season average for a game. Early in the season, everybody's saying, run the ball, run the ball. And then after BYU, after KJ tosses for five touchdowns, everybody's like, do you think we're still going to open it up? <laughs> but I'm glad that they ran the ball, especially in the second half. 12 times for 127 yards in the third quarter. The first play was a sack, actually, but it still counts as a run. 16 times for 89 in the fourth. That's 28 carries for 216 yards in the second half. That was one of the things that I really wanted to see in the game. Arkansas was 5 of 6 for third down in the second half also. Now, while we're just saying, like, run the ball, and Sam Pittman said we need to run the ball more, um, that first drive is also highlighted by two key pass plays. Arkansas converted a third and three with an 18-yard throw to Landers, and then Jefferson converted a third and, nine, third and nine with a 12-yard uh, pass to Hazelwood. So there were some key pass plays, even though everybody's just run the ball, just run the ball. 4-10 remaining in the third quarter is pretty much when uh, when things ended for Auburn. That's when uh, Rocket Sanders took the, uh, took the play 76 yards all the way down to the Auburn 18-yard line. And then they had a direct snap, snap play. They got cute a little bit, didn't they? Everybody says don't get cute, just do it, you know. But I think that's something that, – you know, Arkansas has struggled in the red zone, especially at the goal line. That's true, okay. So maybe this was something they put in in the bye week to help alleviate some of that. But um, that was with 44 seconds to play. And that at that point, it was 31-13. It was pretty much over. But it was really over uh, when Arkansas forced Auburn to pump 14-13 to play in the game and then put together a 10-play, 84 drive, took 638 off the game clock. That's what you love to see. 38-13 at that point. That, to me – the thing that I don't like about 41-27, it just doesn't really reflect how much Arkansas really dominated the second half of the game. I mean, you're up 25 points here, and there's not a lot of time left. There's 7.35 to play in the game. So that's, you know, they're going to need to score three touchdowns with a two-point conversion and a field goal just to tie you with 7.35. I mean, the game's over at that point. Not many teams are doing that. You would have to really – Really screw up to let that one slip away. They score with four seconds left with Arkansas's backup defense. I mean, it was basically like, I think, seven backups. They had a few starters in there, but seven backups. They gave up 285 yards to Robbie Ashford. Not a big fan of that, obviously, but 50 of it came on, like, at the end of the game. Like, there was, they needed two one-handed catches, you know, at the end of the game. You know, on that onside kick, I'm not so sure that I don't think that there maybe should be some kind of balk like you have in baseball because Arkansas got called for stepping over into the neutral area, but they faked like they were going to kick. So everybody just obviously naturally moves forward and Arkansas got penalized for it. Oh, they also changed Isaiah Satania's uh, – run to a pass that was changed later we were notified today all right we're going to go to andrew ellis get his thoughts on the game for those of you who don't follow andrew you can follow him at andrew ellis 24 7 man does a good job proud to have andrew ellis with us at hog sports 
covers really everything from Razorback football, basketball, baseball, our main baseball guy. But uh, you'll see him covering just about everything for Hog Sports. How you doing, Andrew? What's going on? Oh, not much. We're just talking about the Auburn game. Touched on the uh, the basketball game a little bit. Just wanted to get your thoughts overall on where Arkansas stands right now at 5-3 and three as a football program coming off the Auburn game and maybe what you're expecting this weekend. Well, I think uh, the Auburn game, was a, it was a take-care-of-business game. You know, uh, It's a game that we all felt like they should have won. We, I think some of us were really surprised that the line was as small as it was at 3.5. I mm-hmm. mean, Auburn, I mean, so on paper, there was no reason Arkansas shouldn't win this game other than the fact that you're at Auburn and it's a tough place to play and might have some weird refereeing going on. But, yeah, you know, they, they, they really did what they needed to do. I mean, outside of a, another slow start offensively, the offense just seemed like they could do whatever they wanted whenever they wanted. And for the most part, they really did that, especially in the second half. And, you know, I don't know if I'm fully buying the defense's progress uh, after this game, but, you know, like you mentioned, the, the 27 points are very misleading. You, know, you had the two big pass plays at the end and kind of some garbage time action there. But, you know, we'll see how they look the next few weeks when they have to face some more challenging offenses. But, you know, the, the season, it's, it's shaping up pretty well. You know, it seems like they've gotten through the rough patch the Hogs yeah. have. And, you know, now that now things are definitely there's a lot more of a positive outlook. And now you're kind of looking up and you're looking at the schedule and you're like, man, they might they might just run the table. But uh, they still got some some work to do, obviously, down the stretch. LSU and Ole Miss won't be hard. It won't be easy. And, you know, Liberty's obviously about as tough a non-conference game as you can play, honestly, at this point. Um, so we'll see how they handle this uh, this this stretch. Yeah, I mean, I was looking back at our score. I mean, like all of us are picking, you know, I think somewhere around nine to twelve point win for Arkansas. I think I had thirty eight, thirty one. So I was, I was off. Uh, what seven points? Three and four. Yeah, seven points. So um, all of us were kind of you know expecting Arkansas to to win and win pretty handily in this one. What do you see out of Liberty? Have you looked at them at all? I mean, they're seven and one right now. They the thing that stands out, I think, to a lot of us is just looking at. Uh, how well they handled BYU. And now they were in their own backyard. Arkansas was on the road, so quite a difference there. And maybe there's a theory that Notre Dame and and Arkansas kind of broke BYU uh, before they played Liberty. But what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I love when people say that. When the team they beat starts losing games, they're like, well, (laughs) we we broke their spirits. But uh, I'll be honest with you, Trey. I think this Liberty game is honestly perfect for Arkansas because it is a quality opponent. It's a top 25 team. You get to throw it on the resume. It's a, you know, it's a game that you can't look past, so it's not like you're going to have Arkansas come out there and be surprised like they were against Missouri State. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's a team that Arkansas should handle, and I think the line reflects that. And, you know, I'm interested to see what Liberty has going on with this quarterback situation because, you know, preseason when I was looking at that, kind of just projecting ahead, looking at that game, Charlie Brewer, yeah. you know, the quarterback transfer, who's I guess he's been in like three schools now at this point, he was kind of a big part of why I was like, oh, that game's going to be interesting. And then, he hasn't played since I guess it was week one or two and, you know, was healthy and dressed in their last game, but didn't play. And so I'll be interested to see like what that situation is. And if we see him at all, or, you know, they played three quarterbacks and they've all kind of had their moments, but that's going to be an interesting thing to play out there. But I I just think at the end of the day, it comes back, you know, this Arkansas offense is just rolling right now and they're kind of peaking at the right time, which is, I think the story, I think that's the exact terminology I used in my story today that they're finding their groove at the right time. And, you know, this Arkansas offense just seems like they can do what they want a lot of times, and I don't expect that to change this weekend. I think they're going to be able to pass this test against Liberty. But like I said, it's 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 not a game that it's going to be a blowout. It's not going to be a game that the guys won't get up for. It's their first home game in 
over a month. So I think you're going to see a pretty good version of Arkansas this weekend. They won't be sleepwalking through this performance, and I think they're going to take care of business. Andrew Ellis joining us again. You can follow him at Andrew Ellis 24-7 on Twitter and read all of his content at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. So the guy that's been rolling for him most recently anyway is Jonathan Bennett, who is uh, 7,734 passing for 939 yards, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, I mean, that doesn't just jump out. The guy who replaced Brewer was Caden Salter, and people may remember him. He went to Tennessee, but Arkansas recruited him. Uh, pretty heavily, but he transferred uh, to Tennessee. I think he's got a groin issue. And then you mentioned Charlie Brewer was the guy that uh, going into the season obviously uh, was expected to start, but he's only thrown three passes – or, excuse me, four passes this season. Um, so don't know what his availability is. But regardless of whoever they have at quarterback, uh, I agree with you. Arkansas should take care of business in this one. I think the big difference is going to be, you know, up front what Arkansas has. Uh, they have skilled players, obviously, like a lot of, uh, you know – I don't know if you'd say are they are they a mid major? I guess they're an independent. They're counting. I guess group of five. Are they group of five? No, they're they, independent. Well, they're, they're independent. So I guess they're not group of five because yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what you call them. Which if Arkansas, let's see. So Arkansas plays played BYU. They play Liberty, and right now they're being projected to play again this week uh, Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. So that would be three of the. Uh, the independent schools that they would face in one season. Our Arkansas That's, could be the independent champions. Is yeah, that what we're saying? They could be independent champions. That's absolutely right. Uh, Andrew, you were following along with this uh, basketball game uh, against Texas. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, is this is this panic button time, or is it uh, just what they need, just like everybody says? It's nice to ride along with uh, uh, Arkansas broke that team uh, right up there with this is just what the team needed. Well, so, okay, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that – it is what the team needed. I think if you if anyone had watched Eric Musselman's press conferences leading up to the game, there was a little bit of frustration there. And I think that frustration came with he's coaching a young team, and I think he's trying to get through to them and let them understand. You know, this young team is all they're hearing about is how good they are. This is the most talented team. You know, 24-7 sports has them as number six in their poll. You know, it's a lot of talented guys who have won a lot in their lives and only had success. And so I think Muscle was kind of trying to get that message through to them. And it seems like their practices have been a little up and down. And I think he knows how good they are, but he knows that there's things that need to happen for them to reach what they want to reach. And so I think this game is one that, you know, this is the first time they've really gone through any real adversity. And for a lot of these guys on the team, probably the first time they've gone through real adversity in their basketball careers, period. You know, and so mm-hmm. being able to have a game like that, you don't want to lose by 30 against Texas, especially when Ron Holland is sitting courtside. You don't want to do that. And I'm not going to spend this and be like, this is great. This is exactly, you know, this is perfect. I don't think it went to according to schedule. But I do think there's some value in the idea that this is something they needed. But I also will say that you know, it just seemed like Texas's physicality bothered them more than I expected it to. And I expected that once they realized it was a real game and that they were going to have to come to play, that they would. And they just didn't. And so that's where it's a little concerning. And, you know, Curtis and I talked about this at length yesterday, just about how, you know, there's, you know, we're trying not to overreact, but there were a lot of concerning developments there, but, you know, they got a lot of time in between, you know, that game and now their season opener next Monday. So it's going to be uh, fun to see how this team responds. It's kind of weird to enter the season on such a weird note, considering that they just lost a game by 30. It's not usual that you enter a season under those circumstances, but I expect they're going to be fine. And, you know, they have a little bit of time before that Maui trip where they can kind yeah. of figure things out. And 
I have no doubt that they're going to be in the mix when this is all said and done. It's interesting coming up because obviously we've got a pretty big break here before the season actually starts against North Dakota State. That's 7 o'clock, by the way, Monday, November 7th in Bud Walton Arena on SEC Network Plus. But you've got that game, and then it's a five-day wait before you play Fordham. Same setup, SEC Network Plus, 7 o'clock, Bud Walton Arena on Friday, November 11th. And then it's another five-day wait, November 16th, South Dakota State, 7 o'clock, Bud Walton Arena. And then you're just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, boom, boom, boom with, uh, I guess, three games, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the Maui Invitational. So, interesting way. Yeah, uh, I think, I think, and I think, uh, yeah, and I think this week of practice that they're about to endure is about to drive them so nuts that they'll, they'll be itching to get out to a real, they'll be dying to play another opponent again. You know, I think it's going to, we'll see a very good version of this team because I think that, the effort and intensity is going to be there just because this week of practice, you know, from what we've heard of what Musk does with his teams in practice after games like that. I mean, I can imagine it's not going to be a fun one for him. So they'll be, they'll be happy to play a game soon. I'm sure. Young people generally aren't considered to be wise, but I find you very insightful, Andrew. You have any last words of wisdom before we let you go? My only words of wisdom is I'm a little disappointed that you weren't wearing, you know, your Halloween outfit. I was expecting you to to do the show in full, in full garb. I was a little disappointed, but you know, you know, you can't win them all. What about the smoke and the skeleton, though? This That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, you guys – but I, I wanted you in the full outfit. I wanted you to have yeah. stuff on your face. I, want, I You know, I don't know what you needed to be. I don't know what you and your wife have planned, but I was expecting to see the full get-up, you know? Mm-hmm. The best get-up we have – my daughter has red hair. We did Annie, and I was Daddy Warbucks. My wife is Miss Hannigan one year. That was uh, – that was a championship level. I don't know if we'll ever beat that. I thought about throwing a cowboy hat on, but I did that – I think I did that last year, so – you can always I be love a, it. It's always easy to be a cowboy. All right, Andrew. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's Andrew Ellis. Again, follow him at Andrew Ellis 24-7 on Twitter. We're going to jump right over to Danny West now. Danny, it's important recruiting time right now with, um, you know, coming down the stretch here. And, Danny, how you doing? Happy Halloween, brother. Happy Halloween, Danny. One of the greatest holidays of the year. October's a great month. October's a yeah. great month. You First it's, of all, it's – it's still daylight savings time, so you get you know you get that aspect of it. It's not too dark too early. It's a big birthday month for a lot of people, including yours truly. And the leaves are beautiful. The weather's great. And let's wrap the whole thing up with uh, the beginning of the holiday season and Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Football, deer hunting. Uh, Parker's birthday. Failed to mention that my daughter happy yeah. birthday to her yesterday. Oh, happy birthday. birthday, Parker. Yep. Yep. So, Danny, recruiting. Obviously, uh, this is a three o'clock game, so that's a positive. Uh, you get recruits plenty of time to get in and, and get out if they want to, if they don't want to spend the night, and also if they want yeah. to hang out with the coaches afterwards. So, uh, Sam Pittman, I asked him about that at the press conference today. He said that's that's the sweet spot, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Three, you know, we've seen some really good two thirties, and you know, six o'clock's always you know fairly decent for those who can stay. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense. Not everybody can, which. You know, you have to understand that, too. So, I would agree with that. Um, looking forward to a, what should be a pretty good crowd Saturday, you know. But with it being an out-of-conference, I know Liberty is ranked, you know, this and that. They're on a really good tear there. But, you know, I, I'm not anticipating it's going to be one of the best of the season, you know, that type of crowd But uh, in terms of recruits. But should be a pretty decent turnout. And then we've also got kids lining up for the next couple of home games after that, Ole Miss and, and – uh, 
LSU, obviously, obviously talked to several kids over the weekend that said they're kind of circling those two. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we posted some updates there on the board. A lot of commitments starting to come back around this time of year, of course. Um, got a few guys left who have yet to take their official visits. That would be uh, Jaden Ham, Malachi Singleton, and Joey Sua uh, have yet to take their officials. So trying to squeeze those in before they start signing, uh, you know, yeah. almost next month now. Shoot, we can almost say next month. I think Hog fans are going to show up. Now, it may not be like what it would be for an SEC, but I think it's going to be a pretty great crowd just considering it has been a month, over a month, since Arkansas has played a home game. The last one is uh, October 1st. Only one game in the month of October, and it's October 1st. Mm-hmm. So it's a 3 o'clock game. Liberty 7-1. and one. People know the history with Hugh Freeze also. I mean, I think that's maybe enough to – to get people to pack out 70,000 plus. Um, yeah. Coming off two wins in a row, kind of back on track a little bit. Granted, yeah. you know, BYU and Auburn um, kind of sliding, I think would be an yeah. understatement for Auburn at this point, but yeah, why not? It should be a, a beautiful day from what I see so far. So should be a good turnout for the, for the crowd and recruits. But again, I think that Ole Miss game, depending on what time they get for that game, that could be a really, really good one. Yeah. Could be kind of the last. Surely they're last not going to give them there. another eleven o'clock back to back against LSU so. and Ole Miss. That would be awful. That'd be rough. Yeah. Uh, KV on Henderson out of Leeds, Alabama, twenty twenty four uh, edge guy, six three two thirty five, uh, deciding on November six. He's going to Alabama, right? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've seen some picks for Alabama. I've seen picks for Oklahoma. Um, I still like Arkansas's chances, you know, a little under a week away from the announcement here. I think, uh, you know, they did a really good job early on, got him on campus a few times, and kid fell in love with it at Arkansas. So they've stayed in there. I know they've they've really put a premium on this guy. Kavion's one heck of a kid. I think he's hilarious. He's kind of a throwback a little bit. He would prefer to to FaceTime you or call you mm-hmm. as opposed to sit there and text with you. So I've had to do a couple of FaceTimes with old Kavion, um, you know, since I've known him over the past right? year or whatever. But That's rare. really good kid, <laughs> really a good kid. He's awesome. So we will know for sure next Sunday, still doing some digging on it on my end. But, um, yeah, man, I put in a, a, you know, a crystal ball prediction back in March, early March, and, I haven't seen anything yet that's going to make me sway on that going into the decision. So I guess we'll see. I guess we will. So you're picking Arkansas right now. You're sticking to it. Yeah. All right. So far. Number 194 (laughs) ranked prospect in the entire country in the class of 2024. Number 16 defensive lineman. Number 12 overall in Alabama as a four-star prospect um, on both 24-7 sports and the 24-7 sports composite ranking. Anything else you want to add, Danny? What do you think is going to happen this weekend? This weekend, I, you know, I think 14 or 14 and a half, whatever they're throwing out there now is a little bit much. But, um, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. We've talked about it all year, Trey, the, the slow starts, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go out there and, and kind of like they did against Missouri State. You can't let these dudes hang around. They can beat you. So, you know, it's two weeks in a row. I think it's interesting. They put up, what, 41 and, and 52 points over the last two games they've played. But – look at the starts they've had they've had to overcome some really sluggish stuff there there's two weeks in a row where they've had a fumble and a punt on the first two opening possessions that makes seven out of their eight games this year that they started with a punt or a fumble on the opening drive that's Mm -hmm. just you know 
what is it, eight games now, and you're still doing it, so you, you kind of are what you are at this point. But imagine, man, imagine if they could ever just put together a clean, uh, you know, a fast start type game, a complete game altogether. Maybe you're saving that for an LSU or an Ole Miss, but uh, you may need it against them. But at some point they're going to do that, Trey, and it's going to be a blowout against somebody. They're going to get a hold of somebody. What's your favorite Halloween? Just got to get a faster start. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Snickers. Snickers followed very closely by Reese's. Okay, so the they're little bitty ones. I don't like when people always just loot, uh, group all Halloween candies or any kind of candies in the same yeah, category because yeah. there's two distinct. There's a fruit and a chocolate. There's a fruit and a chocolate. What's your favorite yeah. fruit? Uh, boy, Skittles is tough. Yeah, Skittles uh, has got to be up there. I mean, it's the perfect quantity in those little bags. You know, it's just mm-hmm. enough to make you feel like you, like you got something there. So. I talk, yeah, probably Skittles. I Starburst to, goes hard, man. Starburst, that pink Starburst. Yeah, I talked to Sam Pittman after, and we had some hard-hitting conversations about candy. And what he's he uh, He's Reese's for chocolate overall, and um, and chocolate is Reese's, and then uh, Skittles, classic Skittles. Yeah, smart man. Yeah, I can't yeah. disagree. Well, there's with a big, Reese's. you know, Skittles brought back. They they had changed the lime flavor to um, sour apple. And now they've gone back to lime with the green color. Dude, that's next level. I had no idea that was a yeah. thing. It puts it right uh, back in contention with uh, with the other flavors where it's kind of fallen yeah. off with the other packs. Well, what do you go with? Um, well, Reese's, obviously, has got to be up there. Um, and probably Skittles, although occasionally I like a Twizzler. I like a Twizzler. Oh, yeah, I do like the little individually wrapped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, there's a difference, man. Are we talking, you know, Halloween packaged or are we talking Halloween like package. full size? Yeah. And I'll say this, Danny. I've been anti-candy corn for as long as I can remember, since childhood, until last year. Somebody, when we had a discussion on it, and you, you, you chimed in on this too, somebody dis- uh, mentioned putting peanuts in there with it. Yeah, man. And it's a game changer. It makes it, it totally acceptable to me now. And it works oh, with yeah. any any kind of nuts you want to put in there. <laughs> yeah. I did it with some almonds yeah, yesterday. I like it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you? Yeah. See, I've never, I've only done peanuts, but shout out to my friends, Aaron and, and Jeremy. They taught me that last year and I've never forgotten it. It, it really does change everything. It, it makes before. it, a, it tastes like a payday. Yeah. It really does. Yep. Uh, sure does. All right. Payday heart... should be on the list too, buddy. I, I put out a top five this morning. I failed to mention payday, but they're in the top five for me. What was the, what's the chocolate version of payday? Or is it just chocolate payday? Yeah, that's. Good question. It's pretty much a baby Ruth. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yep, a naked baby Ruth. (laughs) The hard-hitting stuff 
here with Danny yep. West. All right, brother. Appreciate you. <laughs> There's your recruiting report. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what kind of candy do the recruits like? Yeah. <laughs> Bob Holt yeah. question. Right. You gonna have no, you gonna have Halloween you know candy for the recruits this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can find out on that, but just not a lot, Trey. Uh, to be honest with you, to kind of wrap it up here, not a ton just yet. But mm-hmm. man, it's right around the corner. I, I truly believe we're we're a couple few weeks away here. It's going to start heating up again, and obviously, transfer portal is is kind of uh, what everybody's looking forward to, including myself. Hey, I'm going to tell you something that's kind of become a problem here lately. Is I noticed you said it to be honest with you. Andrew said it, to be honest with you. I heard Curtis say it the other day, and I'm guilty of saying it too. I called myself out on drive time because Sam Pittman says, to be honest with you so much, and we're all like kind of – we listen to all the press conferences and we listen to it and we transcribe <laughs> it later, and it's ingrained in our head, and we're always, to be honest with you. Yeah, I haven't noticed it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to let you go on that one. All right, everybody. We'll see you. Here's Danny West information real quick one more time. Uh, Danny West uh, at – excuse me, at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. He's the Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst. Been at it for a number of years and just does a fantastic job. All right, everybody. What's your Halloween candy? What's your go-to? Let's hear it. Let's hear it in the – or let's see it in the description or in the description in the freaking um, comments below. All right. Where are we going? You know, the thing I like about Ozarks Go also is I never have to call them. I've never called these guys. They installed the stuff. I hadn't thought about them since. I don't unplug and replug. Hey, I can't get the honey. What, what's going on? I can't get my computer to work. I don't know. The Internet's not working. We're in an argument over it. Kids coming in. My phone's not working. No, never have any of that issue. It has had 100% uptime. I'm not saying that'll be everybody's experience. I'm just saying that's my experience. I also can tell you they didn't jack my rates up from year one to year two. I've had these guys for 16 months now. They don't jack your rates up. It's a local person. You call, you need help for some reason. Hey, I'm moving. You're probably not going to have to call them because your internet's not working. I can tell you that. But if you do have to call them, 479-684-4900, by the way, it's going to be somebody local. It's going to be a neighbor from this area. You're not going to get shipped off some call center or something. If you're interested in Ozarks Go, they have 1,000 megabits per second, what they call the gigabit, and they have 100 megabits per second, which is probably fine for most people. I just obviously use a lot of internet stuff. This video right now is streaming on Ozarks Go, powered by Ozarks Go. Trey Biddy stamp of approval. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. Ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. I'll leave a link in the description and in the comments. And um, you can resend at 479-684-4900. Super pleased with Ozarks Go and proud to have them as a sponsor for this show. We're going to go to your questions now, I guess. We're going to look at Liberty Stats. Jonathan Bennett, I mentioned him a minute ago, what his stats are. DeMario Douglas is the preferred receiver, 42 receptions, 615 yards, five touchdowns. Rushing, Day-Day Hunter, 121 carries, 860 yards, Eight touchdowns, 6.8 yards a carry right now. Seven and one. They lost to Wake, I believe, in a very tight game. I think that's their only loss this year. Questions? We want to go to questions. Let's see what we got here. Evan Baker says Brian Harson about to have a very Merry Christmas, a $15 million buyout. That is one of the pleasures. <laughs> of being fired as a college football coach. Aren't these salaries incre- just crazy? 
you can't really change them until there's some kind of reform or something like that, but you can't change the salaries because then you just get left out. Caleb Reed says, why can't they put KJ trade every other play with Hornsby? Why can't they put KJ trade every other play with Hornsby? Not sure what you mean there, Caleb, but I don't know why you would take KJ Jefferson out of the game if that's what you're asking. Steve Miller says, I would rather – Arkansas basketball take its medicine early and take it late. Yep. Zach Ward says, watch the BYU-Liberty game. Liberty spreads it out and has a few really good playmakers. Dustin Hoofman says, Trey Biddy noticed Barry Odom moved to the sideline. Seemed to make a big difference. What's your preference on coordinators on the field in the press box? Um, Barry Odom also moved to the sideline for the first time against Mississippi State. And they gave up 40. So, I think having K.J. Jefferson probably matters more than anything. But um, – I don't know. He's always called from the press box. I don't know if I think one way or the other. Kendall Bryles calls from the sideline. I don't know if it matters. I guess it's if you're not having success, then it's good to mix it up maybe. Dustin Hoofman says, also noticed nobody, especially Jefferson, didn't extend the ball around the goal line, scored the touchdown instead of fumbling. That's right. We don't extend the ball. Steve Miller says, I've heard that it's possible Dominic Johnson might redshirt because of the injury. You know about that, Trey? Yes, he can. Well, he's already redshirted, but he should be able to get the medical. Is that right? Wait, did he redshirt? He may not have redshirted now that I think about it. I don't think he did. So, yeah, he hasn't played four games, so he'd be able to redshirt. He doesn't. So, correction from the earlier part of the video, I'm sure everybody's blasting me in the comments every time I make a little mistake. <laughs> but, yeah, I think he's never redshirted. So he should be fine to redshirt. Sucks, though. Justin Hoofman says, if they didn't have that penalty, Bumper Pool might have the most kickoff return yards for the year. Yeah. That's the second time he's – Bumper Pool is the uh, onside eraser. Steve Miller says, Satania looked incredibly fast. Hornsby like, yeah. Uh, Satania's battled a high ankle sprain. So that's why we probably haven't seen him. But hopefully he'll be able to redshirt this year. John Ryder says, would love to see Bryles come up with something other than straight up the middle on the goal line. He did the direct snap to Rashad DeBinion. I mean, that was up the middle, but it was still different. It wasn't just a handoff. Straight up the middle on the goal line, we either turned it over on downs or fumbled down there. In most games, everybody knows what's coming. How about a wide pitch to Rocket or AJ? Thoughts? Yeah, I think there's room to do something like that. I just like – I prefer him running the ball. Will Bonham says, hey, Trey, do you think we would have won a national championship if Malzahn and the Springdale kids would have stayed at Arkansas? No, I don't. I mean, I mean, aside from – I mean, Ben Cleveland had his moments, I guess. But aside from Damian Williams, really, I don't know that anybody was, like, at a national level, a national championship level from those guys. And who knows how Mitch would have progressed if he just stayed at Arkansas. I mean, it's all just speculation. Alex Hamilton – but, no, I don't I don't think that. Uh, Alex Hamilton says, how close were we to losing Hunter Juracek to Auburn? Any insight, info you can share? Now, before I got on here, I just saw that there was um, some restructuring with his deal. So, I don't know that yet. But I wonder that anytime there's a, you know, notable AD job opening because Hunter's done such a good job at Arkansas. 
but he's well compensated. Dustin Hoofen says one thing is for sure: Musselman will have these coast these kids coached up and ready. Mark Douglas says something clicked the BYU week. Our offense, well, getting KJ back was a big one. Mark, <laughs> that BYU week, our offense appears to be opening up with more than two or three receivers getting multiple catches while attacking parts of the field. Didn't see much. So, also another thing that's happened is Matt Landers has really come on. I mean, he had what three touchdowns in that game last week. He had well over 100 yards receiving. He's become more of the first option on a lot of pass plays where he didn't early in the year, according to Sam Pittman today. Steve Miller says, I don't think Hunter Yerchek would consider going into that pressure cooker after building it for our better program overall at Arkansas. Lane New says, Hunter Yerchek won't leave until Sankey steps down and moves on. I firmly believe commissioner, 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 Commissioner Hunter Yurichek. Justin Hoofman says, plus, I think Louisville basketball lost to a Division II school. They did. They lost to a Lenore Ryan or something. I don't think they're – they may be lower than that. <laughs> Norman Hunt says, because of the two-QB system rarely work – oh, he's replying to why can't they trade. Yeah, if you have a two-QB system, that's a bad situation. A lot of people answering that. Reese's Sticks, says Stanley Pollard. I'll tell you a candy bar that's underrated. Reese's, Reese's Nutrageous is one. And Reese's Crispity Crunchy. Reese's Crispity Country, Reese's Crispity Crunchy, and Reese's Nutrageous are two very underrated candy bars. Seems like some of the old school candy bars have kind of fallen back. Like Butterfinger used to be a childhood favorite. Baby Ruth. Three Musketeers. I don't see a lot of Three Musketeers. I was never that huge uh, of a uh, Snickers guy. I'm not, I mean, it's fine. But I was never, like, in love with the Snickers. Peanut Butter Twix. Yeah, Peanut Butter Twix are good. Starburst for Skittles. Butterfinger for Chocolate, says Lane New. Going back to the Butterfinger. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. All right, everybody. I'm pleased with the show today. We're going to wrap it up now that we've gone over 50 minutes and my voice is starting to pay for it. I want to thank Danny West for joining us and providing his recruiting insight and his candy bar information. I want to thank uh, Andrew Ellis, of course, for providing his insight as well. Andrew does a great job. If you haven't followed Andrew, at Andrew Ellis 24-7, guy has a lot of good humor and uh, has been a great addition to Hog Sports and only has like 2,400 followers for a guy that does all the work that he does. Definitely should have more followers, so go follow him on Twitter if you haven't done so. And uh, thank you to all of you for paying attention and listening to the show, making it popular, watching the walk and talk, all that stuff. All of you subscribers, of course, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you guys. And uh, and we appreciate the people who take our content, the free content that we put out as well. We do generate ad revenue off that, so we do appreciate you checking that out. But if you really want the inside information, if you're really more than a casual Razorback fan, if you like uh, knowing every, if you know everybody's name on the roster, you follow recruiting, all that stuff, then what are you doing? You're not signed up to Hog Sports. It's a dollar. It's a dollar for your first month right now or 30% off for your first year. So two great ways to sign up. All right, everybody, we'll be back with you guys on Thursday for the primer for Arkansas Liberty. And after that, of course, the walk and talk on Saturday from Donald W. Reynolds, Razorback Stadium. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 